Welcome back to JogPod from the Leeds School Geography Department. This episode, we're joined by two special guests, Mrs Chatwin from the Geography Department and Mr Fernandez from the Biology Department. And they're going to be talking to us about environmental issues associated with the clothing that we wear and also tell us about an exciting opportunity coming up at the Leeds School to take action on this issue. Mrs Chatwin, I hear you've got a lease swish coming along. What's that all about? Well, the idea is that people donate unwanted clothes that are still in good condition and are then able to come along on the day, Tuesday the 22nd of March, to the Sixth Form Club um, and pick up something which they might like and might be useful to them. The whole premise is that we're just recycling and reusing clothes which still have years and years of worth in them um, and basically stopping them ending up in landfill. Landfill? How do they end up in landfill? Well, ultimately, you know, a lot of clothes just get put in the bin um, and therefore they do just go off to landfill. Um, A better solution, obviously, is to send them off to charity shops, but not everybody perhaps has the time or the inclination to do that. And even if they do end up in charity shops, if they don't get sold, unfortunately, they still end up in landfill. Um, So this is just a way of trying to prevent a few uh, tonnes of... um, very usable goods going off to landfill unnecessarily. Okay, what's this got to do with fast fashion? Well, a lot of people are coming around to the idea of um, liking branded goods, so your Ralph Lorenz, your Tommy Hilfiger's, um, which are really, really expensive. And their clothing does tend to be well made and have a sort of long lifespan. So what we're seeing more is that people are willing to... Um, buy second hand perhaps some of those branded clothes which would be much more expensive but the second hand prices put them much more alignment with fast fashion and what we're trying to do is move a little bit away from fast fashion which is this really fast turnover of goods so you buy something wear it for a, a summer or a winter and then get rid of it whereas what we're trying to do is try and have clothes which can be exchanged so you could wear it just for one summer or one winter and then pass it on to somebody else and that does not always, but can often be the, the higher-end goods that tend to last a little bit longer. Fantastic. Tell us, tell us about Rana Plaza. Uh, so Rana Plaza was a clothing factory um, which was uh, very poorly structured and unfortunately um, collapsed with a uh, full workforce inside, killing over 1,500 people. And in light of that disaster, um, a lot of new regulations have been put in place to try and improve the standards of uh, uh, the workplace and the environment for for the the workers there. Um, There are, of course, still really significant issues in certain places where a lot of our clothing is made, like the Philippines, Bangladesh, um, where regulations aren't as tight as perhaps they would be in countries like the US or the UK um, in terms of preventing things like child labour and ensuring that the workers actually are working in a safe environment, so well lit, well ventilated, proper fire escapes, all those things that we probably take for granted here perhaps aren't in place in, in, in all places. Okay, so know of some companies like Patagonia. Are there others who you see as more responsible than others? A lot of people sort of flaunt sort of the fair trade cotton. Um, I know Marks and Spencers do. I know other, other companies do as well. But in terms of actually promoting workers' rights and safety, um, that's sort of, it's less in the public domain, really, isn't it? It's less well advertised. It's more about sort of the fair trade environmental nature of the products. Okay. I know people can get involved with the fashion revolution which is um, where you can 
look at the label of the clothing that you've got. I know the Fair Trade Group did this some years back. Um, look at the country in which the, the clothing was made and then get in touch via social media with the company using the hashtag who made my clothes and actually try and establish a dialogue and find out who made the clothes and i know patagonia is very good at, at looking there's people tree as well um so that might be worth exploring I, I think it might be i think that's one of the things we need to be more aware of i think we're becoming more aware when we're eating where our food is coming from you know that's in the media so much at the moment because of the shortages so we think about where our food comes from but very rarely does anyone actually think about where their clothes come from you know how often do you look at the labels and i can assure you if you do you will find that 99% of your clothes have not been made in the UK or indeed in Europe. They will have come from predominantly Asia. Um, and I think that is a, an interesting dialogue that we should, we should open up more in the way that we have done with food. Okay. Thank you ever so much for your time. Thank you very much. Well, how fascinating um, to understand some of the issues behind the clothing that we wear. And thank you very much to Mrs. Chatwin and Mr. Fernandez for helping us to understand that and gain more awareness about the issues surrounding clothing. And as we heard, if you'd like to uh, take part in clothes swapping, the Swish is going to be happening at Lee's School uh, for Pupils here on Tuesday, the 21st of March. Uh, look out for more communication coming internally about that in the coming days. Thanks very much, and we look forward to seeing you again on Jogpod soon.